Hey listeners, welcome back to the Gazebo Effect podcast. Uh, this is Spencer Price. I'm joined by my co-host David Gonzalez for an end of the year podcast, I guess. <laughs> yes, we did one last year or last season, but it was still this year. Um, and and so it, it feels weird to be doing another one in 2020. But when you think about how long this season was um we had to do one yeah and so we we had to do one because there's so much that we've done and so much we have to it's just always a good idea to kind of recap the kind of year that we've had on this podcast for sure oh for sure and i think just like i almost i really like the six month kind of seasonal like structure that we've chosen to do because um spoiler alert for you non-podcasters you can just punch in like season seven season one <laughs> yeah that's true yeah but it, it gives you an it gives us an opportunity to kind of look back at everything we've done over the last six months and we just do so much different stuff that it's cool to kind of look back and i think we'll be looking back at 2020 as a whole too just because that's what's wrapping up right now. That's the that's the culture. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a lot of structure necessarily going through into this. I have um, just some kind of conversation starters to talk about both 2020 and the podcast, just kind of explore and just see where it goes. And then we're also going to talk about season three uh, closer to the end. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Let's, let's dive into... The year that was 2020, I I just want to talk about what are like the goals that we kind of set and like at the end of season one that we wanted for season two, one of them was consistency. And I feel like we we did a really good job on being consistent and okay, this is what we want to do. This is how many episodes we're going to push. Um, let's do that. And we this season, we we did that, I think, very, very well. Oh, for sure. Like above and surpassed it. Like every Monday, there's been an episode for like the last four months straight because we just had, I feel like you and I like really kicked it off with the Marvel movies, rewatches and the Star Wars historians. And then um, all five of us just started getting into it a lot in the fall. And so then like it wasn't what are we going to make for Monday? It was, okay, here's what we have. What are we going to release on Monday? And that was really a, such a fun problem to have. Yeah, and even seeing that in when we were trying to book season three, when we were trying to make things up for the schedule to Apple Podcasts, uh, there was a lot of things that we had to say, oh, probably should hold hold on to that for season four just because there's so much content that we have coming out in season three it's it's a good problem to have like you said of we have so many ideas that we we want to push and we want to do and especially with for luke and i and the star wars historians there's so many things and ideas that just kind of go through our head um we have we have decided to kind of go through different avenues in, in order to push content out just because there's not enough time to really get everything we want to do out there, uh, which is so much fun, you know, to have that problem. For real. And I think as we'll talk about with like all the Marvel stuff coming out, we had to come up with like a new way or like a, a different like direction of going with how we would kind of approach all of that content as well. I guess I have some random just 2020, David, what'd you think? Um, questions here. What's a newfound skill you gained this year? We'll go with an easy one first. That's a, that's a good one because there's not just one. I mean, obviously figuring out how to edit uh, and create good uh episodes that don't have a lot of clinkiness to it but just conversation that that just naturally flows especially with all of us not doing like a communications class in college not really learning what it was to 
sit down and kind of express our thoughts, you know, on the microphone. It was a process for us to learn how to cut some things out, uh, especially awkward moments, a lot of uhs and ums, which (laughs) I feel like we all still struggle with from time to time, depending on how fast our mind is going at like 100 miles per hour when we're talking about something. But it's a process and editing was one that I just really ended up enjoying like the process of editing uh, an episode, but also using Photoshop a lot, coming up with graphics and, and designs for shows that, you know, you think you think of an idea of, okay, this is kind I want to kind of give an example of what this episode's going to be about and kind of give the, I guess, our audience and our, and our fans and listeners of our podcast just an imagination of, to kind of join us in, in the imagination of what, what we're diving into. So I think those are two things that, you know, I really learned this year of 2020. And I think I speak on behalf of all of the, a lot of the listeners, at least the ones that follow us on social media at Zebo Effect Pod on Instagram. Uh, nice plug. Nice plug. Thank you. It was very, it was very natural. <laughs> <laughs> Your work on the Mandalorian graphics were just awesome. They were so cool to look at. I mean, and you had a lot of stuff like they do the artwork anyway. Like you had so much to go with, but mm-hmm. it was so yeah, cool seeing and that put together. That was kind of the the best part about the Mandalorian is coming up with those graphics. Like you said, I just use the concept art that they come out with. Uh, and then I'm able to just use the same font that they're using and just create something really simple, but something that's really, really cool. Um, the Mandalorian review was probably my favorite graphic to make, I think, of 2020. Actually, that's not true. Of 2020, season two it was. But of season three so far, my favorite one was for the show requirement. That was like, I had the most fun making that one, making that graphic. Wow, that's so cool. I should say, listeners, you can Google this, but it's true. Uh, Disney is hiring the Star Wars social media coordinator position right now. (laughs) And I was like, David's too busy of a man, but otherwise I would throw his hat in the ring. Man, that just sounds like a pipe dream at this point, Uh, which has which that kind of leads me to a question for you, Spencer, of. I'm not, I'm, I don't know about other podcasts, but I would assume that this is probably like their main focus. Um, or for some, it could be like for us, it was a passion project, but being someone who this is, this is a side project. This is not what you mainly do fi- like for finances and providing for your family and stuff like that. So what, what has helped you kind of balance your work life, social life, but still giving enough time to do something like this? Like how, like what are, what is the process that you go through? Well, of course, everything as of like two weeks ago has changed. So kind of toss that out the window because that's not really 2020. I mean, I just got this new Mm -hmm. job, but like you remember like a couple of years ago, like early on in college, like I'm, I've always kind of been the do everything person. Like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And 2020, but 2019 really was when I started, especially after I got married, was when I started being like, okay, I'm doing like this thing. I'm really going to focus on like how well I can do at this one thing. And then 2020, especially after COVID hit, when we started working on season two, I started really putting more time into how I developed in podcasting. And then as we both got better at editing and hosting, the process takes a lot less time out of your week or your month. And then after that, it's enjoyable. But I think we've texted about this so many times that it's a getaway project for us. Like this is our, like that we get escape from our, our regular mundane lives. And I think listeners that have talked to us about it too, it's like the same experience for them. Just getting away and thinking about 
some fandom or some movie or some part of culture that you love, but you don't get to actively think about in the in the everyday. Another thing that's been really cool about season two is that everyone from the Gazebo Effect podcast staff, we're all in different places. So we're we're all now spread out. Spencer is now in a different state. Luke is in a different state. Um, yeah. And I think the closest person I'm to right now is Cole. And he's like and he, still 50 and, minutes away. And he might be moving soon. Yeah. he's thinking about grad school. But being able to be on a Zoom call or being able to FaceTime and still record and talk about the things that we love still through this pandemic has has been a blessing because it made it, it's made me realize that I can if I wanted to I can keep in touch with the people that you know kind of changed my life kind of helped me grow as a man and so with that experience and being able to do this podcast it's kind of kind of made me realize that I can still talk about things that I love with people that I love. And that that's a, an amazing thing. It's definitely, especially living in a new city, it's like I don't have a lot of friends here, especially right now with COVID and mm-hmm. everything going on. And so it's just a comfort knowing that I can talk about these things. But also it's like, I don't know, David, if it, people talk to you about this or if you've experienced this, but like when people ask me, they're like, oh, you do a podcast. I mean, my brother just got me a t-shirt of our podcast. So now I'm definitely going to- Very cool. Isn't it? Yes. Isn't it great? Yes. Also, I don't know if you've watched um, Dan Merle on YouTube, but this is like the most Dan Merle outfit. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But I was like, it's a, little sure. chilly, it's a little chilly in my, it's a little chilly in my office slash podcast studio. So I was like throwing on a flannel. But anyway, what I was saying was, like when people ask you like, oh, what's your podcast about? It's like, that's too simple of a question. <laughs> like, I don't know where to begin on that question. It's like mm-hmm. the best definition is like a fandom podcast for a lot of different stuff. But I love doing it. I love trying to explain that answer to that question. <laughs> yeah. I guess the newfound skill that I gained was definitely editing. Like, I feel like I'm the best editor right now. <laughs> after this whole season because some episodes were tough and I probably should have given up on them or re-recorded them but I was like I can edit my way around this and I probably spent more time than I should have but we can get to that later uh this is a little more I guess kind of what we talk about sometimes related but David what's something new you got into this year that you weren't expecting to just something out of left field it could be movies tv shows music podcasts that's a very good question because i i feel like i've gotten into so many different things i've really gotten into listening to audiobooks that's been kind of my thing that i've that i've gone into that has been very hard to kind of escape <laughs> because it's very easy just to purchase an audiobook and and listen to it and really engage with it uh, one of the things that I've actually started to do was I, I don't just buy the audiobooks, I buy the book with it. So I can kind of read along and kind of be like, oh man, there was this one part that I really, really loved. Okay, let me go back in in, in the book and kind of jot some notes down next to it. Um, for example, I bought Dooku Jedi Lost, bought that, right, which is an insane like script book. It presents itself like a movie. They they made an audiobook that was like the movie itself. They had music. They had sound effects. They had actors that sounded very much like the characters. And it was a fun adventure to kind of go on. And I, like, once we got to the end, it's a very dark book. So once I got to the end, I was, like, in tears while making a Peter Butter, peanut butter sandwich for lunch. Like, I was, like crying over it because it was just so good uh and so that's something that i'm gonna keep doing in 2021 especially with the high republic books that are coming out that is that is something that i really got into you know this year i did not really get into audiobooks so much but i did get more into podcasts i feel like i used to listen to like a little bit of a podcast and then i would leave 
and then I would try a new podcast and I just couldn't get into it. Um, I, I always listen to the Weekly Planet, but now I actually like listen to the whole episode usually. Um, not because I need to or I feel the obligation to, but I just I feel like it's easier to enjoy podcasts as an adult than as like a teenager. Just because like, oh, I'm driving, I'm doing a commute, I'm doing dishes, I'm doing you name it. Then it's like, okay, no, now I can pop on a podcast and I can listen to that or an audiobook. Okay, uh, I want to do this just for for end of year uh, kicks and giggles. <laughs> These shouldn't be so difficult questions, but with 2020, they just are. Uh, David, what was the best movie of 2020? And if you answer with something that came out in the last week, you have to give a second answer. <laughs> okay. Um, but you should, we can talk about the movies that just came out. Man, that is a, that is a very good question because there weren't a lot of movies that oh, came out. Oh, it's the hardest question of 2020. Yeah. You know, actually I have one. Uh, it didn't, I mean, you, you might ask me to have a second one, but it only came out like, I think maybe two months ago. I think it came out October 20th. Um, and this may be a hot take for a lot of people. Disney's Mulan was very good for me. Like I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun because I went into the film already knowing like Disney had not even like Disney said it, but I just assumed, especially when they talked about not being able to do everything because of, you know, culture and tradition, it was disrespectful. And so they weren't going to go there in this live action. I went with an open mind of it's not going to be like the uh, animated Mulan movie. And so I just said, okay, let's see what kind of concepts they bring into it. And they bring in a lot of really good ideas and concepts about women and their role in breaking down barriers of them getting outside of their shells is not a curse but if anything it's something that should be celebrated instead of dishonored um and so i would even go as far as to say that i enjoy the live action more than the animated film itself so that is probably my 2020 pick however if Black Widow would have come out, or a hand that the large handful of movies that should have come out. It probably would have been easy to choose something else, but Mulan just it just sticks in my mind because I just enjoyed it that much. It's hard for me to think about even because I I don't even pinpoint what movies came out in 2020 because nothing came out in theaters. Like I guess Tenet, but I didn't see. I still haven't seen Tenet. I actually haven't seen Mulan. I want to get around to it. I also have kind of a hot take. I think my favorite movie of 2020 was Onward. Did that come out in 2020? It came out in February. Actually, it came out like basically at the beginning of the pandemic. Huh. And so like it went for like two terrible weeks in theaters and all the theaters closed down. And then like a week mm -hmm. later, it went on Disney Plus and that's where I watched it. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's where I think I also saw it too. And it was very, very good. Oh, gosh. It, I cried. I was bawling at the end of that. There's some haters on that movie, but I don't get it. It was it was so good. And I had to think. I really enjoyed Soul. Um, but like we said, Cole didn't enjoy it. And it's like, that's something else I've learned in 2022. It's just random side note. Like, if you don't enjoy something, that's okay. It's not your thing. If you mm -hmm. did enjoy it, great. I, I might not have... You know, that's fine. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to one thing because we didn't review it because of, you know, conflicting schedules and holidays. Um, we watched Wonder Woman. I think yes, you've seen we, it, right? We have to, yeah, we have to talk about Wonder Woman 84. Uh, and I know we can't go fully in depth because of time and we, we need to get to other stuff. But I guess just really quickly, it was okay. I think Pedro Pascal had an amazing performance. He did such a good job in his role. Uh, and uh, Gail did really good. Chris Pine did really good. Uh, the entire cast was, was great. I just think the 
it had it had too many things going on in the film and for me in order to like fully make sense and for me to kind of understand as i went along like i was i was lost until i think three-fourths of the movie um and so i know that on rotten tomatoes it originally like scored a 90 percent, and now that's dropped to like a 69 yeah i thought it was was 70 to start out actually and so that's where i'm at i i'm i give it a 70 percent. i think because i think it's 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 good in a lot of places and it has a lot of great things that happen but in order to put it in the like in the upper echelon of, of really good films i just i just can't put it up there i have two thoughts about it that are not specifically about i guess the specifics of the movie but mm-hmm I think there's a certain effect to where you like they put off this movie for so long and they had their trailers release goodness a year and a half ago. And so I I think we're going to feel this for a lot of movies in 2021 where it's like, oh, we waited. They waited to put this out or like. And so I feel like it's easy to look at it with such a critical view. Whereas if we saw it in good thought, whereas if we saw it when it was supposed to come out, we probably wouldn't have even thought twice about it as Mm -hmm. much. The other thing that I realized is that when they were making this movie, they had to have been thinking about the 80s Superman movies. And like stylistically. And when I thought about that and kind of put it in those lenses, some of the like this almost simple story archetypes or the kind of cheesier grandiose moments. Like I liked them anyway, but I liked them more because I could see where they were coming from. But yeah, there was way too much going on. Um, I don't want to get too into spoilers, but pull down the satellite. That's all I have to Mm -hmm. say. Pull down. She's super strong. Movie would have been over. She literally yeah. like looked, it was like they even showed it. I was like, just sitting on my couch, like pull down the satellite disc. Mm-hmm. But ah, it's fine. And also Cheetah CGI, like get over it. It's It wasn't that oh, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't that bad at all. And I thought uh, she did really well too. I I, I mean, I, I recognize her from underrated. SNL. Yeah. And, and so for, for me to see her to go from that to this, man, Night and day, like she can do it all, and that's uh, I enjoy. I enjoy act actresses who can do that very well. She was one of the starring people in uh, the Ocean's Eight movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. she was really good in that. I hope that Wonder Woman eighty four is Kristen Wiig's starring role of twenty twenty, and not the I got a robe for Christmas SNL skit. <laughs> yeah, but I did enjoy that. Too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, best TV show of 2020, really quick. This will be easier, I think. Yeah, The Mandalorian. I mean, we had TV shows this year, <laughs> some of yeah, them. Yeah, some of them. But yeah, for me, it's The Mandalorian. I just loved it way too much to pick anything else. And neither of us are really The Boys fans, so I apologize no. if that's if that's your mm-hmm. cup of tea or cup of whiskey, maybe. Right, right. <laughs> as The Boys we're talking about. I probably would say Mandalorian too, but I've watched a lot of good stuff and I'm a big mm-hmm. Great British Baking Show fan and this season was phenomenal. Actually, I will give a shout out to one. It doesn't beat Mandalorian, but this was also a very good show during a pandemic. Alicia and I love Holy Moly on ABC. Do you know no what that is? what that is. No. So basically it's like a wipeout and mini golf put together. Oh my gosh. It is so good. Like, uh, it's so good. We, 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 we've seen people uh, make a hole-in-one on uh, Uranus, which is like a running joke they have on there. And maybe now we're going to have to put the explicit on this on this episode. <laughs> but uh, it's just, it's a, fun, it's a funny show and just awesome to watch. You can pick people who you're rooting for. And it's just a really, really fun time. Uh, and so I would put that in my second place for sure. I don't know if this counts as 2020, but the unicorn went on Netflix with uh, Walton Goggins. So good. 
kind of a sitcom. I mean, if it, it I mean, if it was, it was put so on Netflix good. in 2020, but it was like a, it was on CBS, I think, in like late 2019. Oh, I mean, so that still of, counts. I would, I would say that still. Counts. I would say that counts. Also, my wife really liked The Queen's Gambit. I watched some of it. I also mm-hmm. watched a little bit of The Umbrella Academy season two with her, but I also hadn't seen anything else, so I understood very little. But it was really enjoyable. It's kind of like a, hmm. especially if you like X Men, it's like a really weird twist on X Men. Yeah. But it kind of it's kind of yeah. does all the stuff that I wanted the X Men movies to be brave enough to do. Um, but mm-hmm. that's okay. <laughs> okay, these are more podcast related questions. Um, a favorite or favorites uh, episodes that you hosted in season two. So everything from June till now. Gosh, man, we we've just had a lot of good, good episodes this year. I I think the one that I'm gonna have to say first is the writing room we did on the High Republic era, because it was a new concept that we kind of came up with, and we didn't have the attitude of saying, "Hey, we know better than you." do what we want to do no it's just like let's anticipate and and see if we can come up with something that is really really cool but we preface that by saying no matter what they gave us for the high republic era we're going to enjoy um and so it's just a fun little project of how to do fan fiction uh appropriately and uh correctly of just trying to make some something fun and exciting and less being about shipping people that shouldn't be together as I think some fan fictions do. Oh, fan um, fictions are generally hot and steamy. Yes. And so <laughs> we wanted to do something that was just like, no, we're going to do fan fiction like right. And even today, Luke and I were talking about more writing room ideas that we want to do at some point in the future about creating an alternate timeline of basically doing what Disney and Marvel are doing with the what if kind of ideas. Um, And so that was probably one that I really enjoyed doing. Also, just from my number two, and this is, I guess this will be my last one just to kind of give us, give us some time to move on if we need to. But another episode, it was co-hosting with you was the Hogwarts house episode with the show of requirement, bringing in Madeline who were recording this on her birthday. So happy birthday, Madeline. Happy birthday, Madeline. Um, uh, And Sierra Davis, uh, my soul sister. Man, that was fun being able to bring in friends and and talk about something again that we all love and being able to communicate and see them again, on even if it was on Zoom. That is an, an episode that is always going to be you know, very near and dear to my heart for sure. The follow-up question to that, your favorite episode that someone else hosted. Okay, this one I go back to often. Uh, I think you, you hosted it. It was for the Marvel rewatch and it was Thor Ragnarok. That's my favorite. That's my favorite episode to listen to. Uh, it, when it I just so need to laugh to uh, and have a good time, man, I just listen to that one. It's it's so good. I love that we had like the gag about. I was he was like something about oh he's like that great shot of Hulk booty. That's exactly what I was. <laughs> and then about and I too. said that's going to be the first thing people hear, and I put it in. Oh, and it was like gosh. already a gag we were doing with the Marvel episodes, but I was like, this is just gold. Like, where does this, mm-hmm. I'm just like panning for gold, but I'm like getting And it a was huge a good thing nugget. too, because like w- one of the best things about the Marvel rewatch is that you always had a hook to every episode. And so I, for me, and I think for probably a lot of listeners, it was like, oh, we got to listen to this now to see what the context of how the, did of How this did this is. get, yeah, how, where did how this How did come they from? get to that point? Um, and so, yeah, I think, especially the Marvel Rewatch series, that that's just something that, you know, I look back at and say, man, this was something that was very daunting for Spencer. 
but you pulled it off somehow. Uh, a miracle, man. I don't know how yeah. I did it. <laughs> I got really ahead for a little while, and then like I had scheduling conflicts with some guests, and then like I still came ahead, and then like I did some, I did a little bit of traveling, and basically at the end, like I think we recorded Avengers Endgame on like a Thursday, and we always posted those on Fridays. I posted Avengers Endgame on Friday. I recorded the last one on Friday night, and then I posted the last one on Monday. It was like coming in yeah. tight right at the end. Because I, well, I wanted us to, I didn't want that to drag on, even though I did want to go through all of them. But I was like, I want to do per- we wanted to do Percy Jackson really bad, so I wanted to mm-hmm. go forward with that. My favorite yeah. episode to host was totally Thor Ragnarok as well. But that's just because I love Luke Fournay. And I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> yeah. And nor should anybody be afraid to say they love Luke Warne. <laughs> Happy birthday, Luke. It's not his birthday. <laughs> it's not his birthday. <laughs> but I don't know about favorite episode I didn't host. Um gosh. I I think a popular one was when Disney took over. That was a good one mm. that you guys yeah. did. Um, but gosh so many good ones honestly one of your like the mandalorian episodes were really explorative like even though i think the my favorite one of my favorite episodes was the the one i don't remember which chapter it was i think it was chapter 13 or 14 was where we first saw bo katan yeah i think the episode you guys did after that i was like man there's probably so many people that would love to listen to this Mm -hmm. because you guys just have more knowledge that you are able to like provide a lot of clarity while not like being like, okay, let's go back to year something, something, something. This app, like you're not going through like every single detail. Mm-hmm. And Luke's rant about how like the children of the watch is actually great. And Bo-Katan sucks. Yeah. Uh, which I, I've kind of backed off of, of what I said in the last Mandalorian review where I said, I'm kind of on the same boat as Luke. I'm still like, I think we're supposed to be a little annoyed with her uh, just because she can be abrasive. That is her character. She's been that way since Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, And so she's supposed to be that way. And the actress that plays her voiced her also in those animated series. And so she has that character down to the T. She's been playing that character for 10 years. So being able to see that come to life, Bo-Katan's is one of the best additions to the Mandalorian. I think she's so fun. And uh, even though Luke has his opinion about her, doesn't hate her though. Like as a character, like saying, why did you ever bring her? But it's just like, I feel like I'm supposed to hate you because you're making me mad. But Luke also loves Din Djarin so much. So it's understandable. But I just have one more question, podcast related. I'm going to roll these two into one. Hardest episode to design uh, or edit? You can answer those specifically if you want to. I definitely have my answers. Yeah, I think you have several of them. Shoot. Um, For me, it was definitely going through the saga, the prequel trilogy episode. (laughs) That is, that will always be the episode. That carries over from season one, too. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how difficult it was to record. It's so much so that it was recorded originally in season one twice. And then we had to do it for a third time. Um, and I did not waste any time. I just recorded it that night. Like I stayed up until one in the morning and got it done and uploaded it. And it, I think, sat in Anchor for, I think, like three days. Because I was just like, I need to just get it done and, and post it. Because this is crazy. That's funny because you're like you just post it usually straight away or like an hour or two after you put it up there. But I'm like, as soon as the episode before the one I did drops, like as soon as like the Mandalorian review dropped, for example, or something, I would post the Percy Jackson episode or the Christmas special, like schedule it to post (laughs) just because I'm like, if it's all done, it'll happen without me, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I think the hardest episode for me to edit, there's a I'm a shout out for one from the Marvel Rewatch series, I guess, was the Ant-Man Doctor Strange episode. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I recorded with my brother who had just gotten the mic, and so he was pretty new to it. But he was, I mean, he's fantastic. He's probably the guest of the season for me if I had to throw somebody out yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's just, he's awesome. And he told me at the end when we were finished recording, he said, hey, um, it messed up and like stopped recording. So like, I just made sure to like start hitting recording again. Was that okay? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so I had to do a lot of, I had to do a lot of fixing for that. And I didn't want to cut anything, but like I had to cut as much as I could to try and bring the time down. And then I did a whole separate thing with Hudson for doing Doctor Strange. And I had to toss all that in there. But that's just one shout out from the Marvel rewatch. Most of those went really smoothly. Definitely, mm-hmm. hands down, should not should have given up on it multiple times was the Sea of Monsters episode. I just couldn't believe how much <laughs> went wrong with that thing. There's there was a case of the ums that night. Totally fine. Moving along. Tim's was sitting in the most squeaky chair ever developed by man. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize for all of the squeaks because I took out some, but I was never going to catch them all. And mm-hmm. on top of that, there is like two different audio files or like three different audio files. Fixed all that. And Tim's like Tim, I should say Tim has like the best mic of all of us. Maybe me now because I just got a new one. But Tim's mic is fantastic, as we've as we've said. But that day he didn't have the USB connection all the way in. And so every once in a while there would be just this horrifying reverberating, like screeching noise. (laughs) And I still, I edited all of those out too, but it was just, Oh, it was a nightmare. I was texting David and Cole and just like, Oh, why am I not giving up on this? But I didn't. And it posted and people liked it. So (laughs) You know, yeah, kudos. it was a really good episode. And of course, like, I don't look on it that fondly because I've probably listened to it mm-hmm. 10 times. Yeah. And then the Gazebo Effect Christmas special. I mean, just doing five streams of audio for the first time. I re-edited mm-hmm. it like three times. So, definitely. But you want to talk about season three? Yeah, let's go ahead and let's talk about a couple so of So many new cool shows. things in season three. Yeah, let's talk about the new things. Okay, so... One of them is a project that Luke is undertaking. Am I yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that and what, what uh, that's going to look like? I wish he I th- could say it, but but he's not here. So <laughs> I think you and I have pretty similar amounts of knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. The I think the running title we have right now is Becoming Kids Again. And so it's going to be very broad in terms of what he could be getting into for an episode but the whole idea of it is just some movie or video game i know i know luke and i have talked about the episode we're doing for that is going to be a certain video game that i've mentioned about three dozen times on this podcast so i won't say it but (laughs) it's just things that we've um, enjoyed as a kid and something that we can look back fondly with with it with love but i don't Wanna, I know he had a lot of other ideas, and I don't know what he's going to do first, but I'm super excited with what he gets into with that because it could be like an animated movie. It could be a cartoon. It could be like a 90s movie he grew up with as a kid. Mm-hmm. It's just an awesome idea, and it's something that we don't do already. Yeah, yeah. And we love Luke. Sure. We want we want to see him like do super cool stuff. Mm-hmm. The other new show, which is sort of an old, I mean, it's not an old show, but it's like just a rebranding, I guess, is what we're doing for the Marvel series. Mm -hmm. This is how we're going to be doing it, because I don't want to do like WandaVision episodes one through two review like every week. Like, I don't want to overbear with that. What we're going to do is Marvel Monthly. So at the beginning of every month, we're going to start February 1st-ish. It's going to be talking about Marvel stuff. We're going to have like different segments of it. It's going to be me. It's going to have Cole and Tim. And we're going to be doing not just reviews, but we're going to be going like over the first episode, we're going to be going over the slate. We have to talk about the whole slate that they just came out with of Marvel 
shows. I guess this is our slate, if you think about it that way. But also, we're going to be talking about the first couple episodes of WandaVision. And so, whenever one comes by, you don't need to know specifically, just be like, this came out at the beginning of February. I just need to have seen everything up to that point. And so, we're going to be going over everything. And that'll be really helpful, especially by the end of the spring. We're going to have like three or four different shows or movies going on at the same time. So, and we're planning on some special stuff for that. I think Tim and I are going to be doing some some read-alongs, comics, and stuff like that. So there's going to be a lot to look forward to in that show. Yeah. And two shows, or I guess possibly three shows, are coming back in season three, but obviously doing different things than they did in season two. One of them being the show of requirement. And this has been a passion project and just an idea that's been festering inside Spencer for a very, very long time. And if you see the amount of work he, he has put already into this, uh, this like countless episodes that we're going to have for this, uh, we're doing a writing room series for Harry Potter called the Marauders. And I'm just going to let you kind of share a little bit of what, just a what taste. it's been like and and what you have for us it's it's going to be um i don't want to say countless we're gonna try and do it in three podcast episodes and we're hoping to do it sometime towards the end of january basically it's the the whole story or at least a very good amount of the story of the Marauders, which are Harry's dad, James, Remus Lupin, Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrew. But more than that, it's going to have Lily Evans, his mom, Severus Snape, wanting to tell their story. Some of it, I would say, has been written for us in terms of like events that happen. Um, the Of course, it's going to have to end um, <laughs> at a very sad point. But I don't want to give too many details. But the idea is that it's going to be a four-movie series. And we're going to be doing the writing room for that. I'm very excited to tell you guys all about that and kind of go through it. Definitely the second one, which I am I just finished basically the second one. But it's definitely the most explorative because we just... The first one and like the last one are definitely like kind of written for us. Like there's certain events we have to cover. But the second one was like open, like kind of open season. Like what do we do? And so it's been really exciting. This is my first writing room. Working really hard on this. I hope you enjoy it on some level. <laughs> uh, it's very good. I mean, I've, I've, I've kind of not, I don't want to say I've been an editor of uh, the, of this writing room. You know, I would say series. so. A producer, I guess. <laughs> yeah, uh, but reading through it and going through it, there was just a lot of moments where I was just like, oh, cuss word, because it was so good. Um, <laughs> and so I can't wait for other people to to dive into this world with us and, and seeing what kind of world and stories we can create. And, and listener, you know me. It is nothing if it's not going to be pretty much undeniably canon. So I'm very, um, I'm, there's definitely too many details in it. That document is massive with details that are probably not going to be used, but everything from years and ages, it's, it's so specific. I even have a list of characters on there now because I was like, this is what JK Rowling had to do. This is what I have to do just to keep up with everybody. But it's super exciting. And we're going to be doing some other stuff, hopefully with show of requirement after that. But that's just the, the main kind of showcase that they're doing for this season. Yeah, for sure. Before we kind of talk about the big showcase for this season, we are going to be finishing the Percy Jackson series. Hopefully the first episode of season three is going to be Battle of the Labyrinth. Pretty sure. But mm -hmm. spoiler alert, it's um, going to have Luke as our guest this time. And he's he's very excited for it. So it's going to be good. I'm very excited for that. We're going to be finishing it with Last Olympian, I still haven't cracked open Last Olympian yet, which I'm really excited to do. 
but I'm waiting until after we record Battle of the Labyrinth. And that's going to come out hopefully in February. <laughs> but David, you want to talk about the the coolest thing? I mean, the biggest thing you're doing this season. Yeah, so we, we have one every season. Obviously, with um, season two, the big showcase we have was the Marvel Rewatch series. For this season, we're having the Star Wars Rewatch series. So we're going from episode one to episode nine, including uh, Solo and Rogue One. We're watching all the movies and going through in detail about every single one of them. And our goal is not necessarily to critique them all, uh, to give them ratings or anything like that of the sort, um, but just kind of to dive back into why we love Star Wars so much with the content that we had for years now, since 1977. And so we're really excited to do that. A confirmed guest we already have for um, an episode is my dad. My dad's actually going to be appearing on our podcast for The Empire Strikes Back. And so being able Love to it. nail him for that was was awesome because, you know, when my dad heard, oh, you have a podcast, at, at the beginning, he was just like, oh, okay. I mean, but now he's just like, oh, yeah, I would love to talk about The Empire Strikes Back on your podcast. Like, that sounds cool. And so he's going to join us for that. Spencer is going to be on uh, the rewatch series. If I'm not mistaken, it's The Force Awakens. I think so. I think The Force Awakens yeah. was what I volunteered to do. Because I was kind of like, yeah. I want the guests to have like the cream of the crop. And I know no one's going to be mm-hmm. diving for the sequel trilogy. <laughs> but I also knew yeah. that if I did The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, I would not be able to contain myself in a in mm-hmm. a I'm not a toxic fan of those. I just don't, I would feel like I would rant right. like either in favor of Last Jedi or not in favor mm-hmm. of Rise of Skywalker. I still enjoyed the movie. Just I'm sparing, mm-hmm. I'm sparing the listeners and giving the guests the cream of the crop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's probably something that we're extremely excited to do. Um, and just another side note of, of other things that the Star Wars historians are going to be doing kind of outside of the podcast is that, we're currently exploring uh, a way for us to, you know, write articles about certain Star Wars uh, topics, characters, ideas. Um, and so look out for that whenever, once we have that kind of fleshed out. I think we we actually just started talking about it today because Luke came to me and said, hey, what do you think about this just as a concept? And I said, that's actually pretty interesting. I actually would love to see that fleshed out. And how does that affect everything else in the Star Wars universe? And we just kind of started talking more and more. And we said, you know, we just need to write some of this stuff out and just put it out there and see what people think about it. Maybe it gets picked up by Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Who knows? Um, (laughs) we, We might have jobs by the end of it and that'll be great. But you know, it just doing those kinds of things is really, really something that we've talked about now for an entire day, and we're excited about it. <laughs> I think a blog is like a cool way to go, and it's definitely like a next step because mm-hmm. learning how to develop, I mean, you've talked about like a YouTube channel is is just really difficult, but like a blog is really cool, and people can get into that. I mean, I would get into that. And that's something that Luke kind of does already. He's kind of a, Mm -hmm. he's a writer, definitely. He's a writer. He's very good uh, of putting his thoughts on paper and just making it relatable to other people and, and just creating an awesome, like, like vision in your mind of what he's seeing in the world. And so to see that for Star Wars, man, that's exciting for sure. Anyway, I'm I'm really excited for the Star Wars rewatch saga. There's just a lot to get into it. I don't I just said saga. I don't know if that's actually what the title of the rewatch series is. Yeah. But hey, that's okay. I mean, it is it is the Skywalker saga for sure. Um sure. And so, yeah, we we're excited about it. We actually are currently in production for that 
soon, like probably next week. We're going to go ahead and get a jump start on recording these episodes and it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be a fun time. I'm definitely going to be doing a watch along. We'll try and we'll put it all over social media. At least we'll try to like the week before the first one comes mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and what, sure. what order are you going to be doing it in? I mean, you might be talking about that later, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we will talk about the like the machete cut and the different ways to watch star wars but i think for luke and myself and and i could be wrong but i think i think for luke and myself just watch it from one to nine i think that's the best way to that is how george lucas intended for i mean except for seven eight and nine because those weren't his but he intended for star wars to be seen from episode one to six um, and so why not continue that with seven, eight, and nine, and then put solo and rogue one where they're supposed to be placed, which is in between three and four respectively. Um, and so that's the order that we're going to do it. Uh, we'll talk about the other ways of watching it and maybe talking about why those kind of missed the mark. Um, because some of those versions of watching it, like you exclude episode one completely and episode one is crucial to the story of Anakin Skywalker becoming Darth Vader. And so why would you throw that out? And we'll talk about that and what that looks like. And, and it's going to be fun. Yeah. Definitely going to stop you there. Cause you got, you're already like, you're already going. Yeah. I'm a, yeah, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. You'll wait. All right. Well, listeners, I just want to thank you guys for, for a really dope season. Um, a really dope year. I think, I know a lot of people are going to be like, I'm going to pretend 2020 never happened, but I had so much fun making this podcast and David will concur, of course, but it's just been super fun doing this podcast for, for you guys and getting to interact with you guys also is super fun. We're, we're going to be taking a little break, but not very long. We'll be back soon with more Mm -hmm. episodes for you guys. For sure. You want to wrap us up, David? Yep. So from all of us here at the Gazebo Effect Podcast, thank you so much for joining us here in season two. And until season three comes along, you guys stay safe and take care. All right.